0: Live from Braille House. This is Mighty Marty Marty Transformation Week. Every day is a new day. I'm thankful for every breath I take. I won't take it for granted. I it for granted. So I learn from my mistakes. It's beyond my control. Sometimes it's better to let go. Whatever happens in this lifetime. So I trust in life.
1: Now as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative today comes from the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verse 18. We'll read through chapter 13, verse 18. We'll read about the beast today. Now this beast was initially identified with Rome because the Roman Empire, in its early days, encouraged an evil lifestyle, persecuted believers, and opposed God and His followers. But the beast also symbolizes the Antichrist. Not Satan, but someone under Satan's power and control. Now this Antichrist looks like a combination of the four beasts that Daniel saw centuries earlier in his vision. As the dragon is in opposition to God, so the beast from the sea is against Christ and may be seen as Satan's false messiah. Now, The early Roman Empire was strong and also Antichrist or against Christ's standards. Uh, many other individual powers throughout history have been Antichrist. Many Christians believe that Satan's evil will culminate in a final Antichrist who will focus all the powers of evil against Jesus Christ and his followers. Now here in chapter 13, it introduces Satan's, the dragon's two evil accomplices. Number one, the beast out of the sea. And number two, the beast out of the earth. Together, the three evil beings form an unholy trinity in direct opposition to to the Holy Trinity of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. When Satan tempted Jesus in the wilderness, he wanted Jesus to show his power by turning stones into bread, to do miracles by jumping from a high place, and to gain political power by worshiping him. Satan's plan was to rule the world through Jesus, but Jesus refused to do Satan's bidding. Thus, Satan turns to the fearsome beasts described in Revelation, To the beast out of the sea, he gives political power. To the beast out of the earth, he gives power to do miracles. Both beasts work together to capture the control of the whole world. This unholy trinity, the dragon, the beast out of the sea, and the false prophet, unite in a desperate attempt to overthrow God. But their efforts are doomed to failure. Now because of the beast, the Antichrist is a false messiah. He'll be a counterfeit of Christ and will even stage a false resurrection. People will follow and worship him because they'll be awed by his power and miracles. He will unite the world under his leadership and he'll control the world economy. People are impressed by power and follow those who display it forcefully or offer it to their followers. But those who follow the beast will only be fooling themselves. He'll use his power to manipulate others, uh, to point to himself, and to promote evil plans. God, by contrast, uses his infinitely greater power to love and build up. Don't be misled by claims of great miracles or reports about a resurrection or reincarnation of someone claiming to be Christ. Hey, when Jesus returns, he will reveal himself to everyone. There will be no mistaking what's going on. Now, the power given to the beast will be limited by God. He'll allow the beast to exercise authority only for a short time. Even while the beast is in power... God will still be in control. The beast will conquer God's people and rule over them, but he will not be able to harm them spiritually. He will establish worldwide dominance and demand that everyone worship him, and many will worship him, except the true believers, everyone that is except them. Refusal to worship the beast will result in temporary suffering for God's people, but they will be rewarded with eternal life in the end. Now, in this time of persecution, being faithful to Christ could bring imprisonment, even execution. Some believers will be hurt or killed, but all that the beast and his followers will be able to do to believers is harm them physically. No spiritual harm will come to those whose faith in God is sincere. All believers will enter God's presence perfected and purified by the blood of the Lamb. And with that, let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. DECEMBER 22ND THE NEW TESTAMENT REVELATION CHAPTER 12 VERSE 18 THROUGH CHAPTER 13 VERSE 18 THEN THE DRAGON TOOK HIS STAND ON THE SHORE BESIDE THE SEA. THEN I SAW A BEAST RISING OUT OF THE SEA. IT HAD SEVEN HEADS AND TEN HORNS, WITH TEN CROWNS ON ITS HORNS, AND WRITTEN ON EACH HEAD WERE NAMES THAT BLASPHEMED GOD. THIS BEAST LOOKED LIKE A leopard. But it had the feet of a bear and the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave the beast his own power and throne and great authority. I saw that one of the heads of the beast seemed wounded beyond recovery, but the fatal wound was healed. The whole world marveled at this miracle and gave allegiance to the beast. They worshipped the dragon for giving the beast such power, and they also worshipped the beast. Who is as great as the beast? they exclaimed. Who is able to fight against him? Then the beast was allowed to speak great blasphemies against God. And he was given authority to do whatever he wanted for forty-two months. And he spoke terrible words of blasphemy against God, slandering his name and his dwelling, that is, those who dwell in heaven. And the beast was allowed to wage war against God's holy people and to conquer them. And he was given authority to rule over every tribe and people and language and nation. And all the people who belong to this world worshiped the beast. They are the ones whose names were not written in the book of life before the world was made, the book that belongs to the lamb who was slaughtered. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Anyone who is destined for prison will be taken to prison. Anyone destined to die by the sword. Will die by the sword. This means that God's holy people must endure persecution patiently and remain faithful. Then I saw another beast come up out of the earth. He had two horns, like those of a lamb, but he spoke with the voice of a dragon. He exercised all the authority of the first beast, and he required all the earth and its people to worship the first beast whose fatal wound had been healed. He did astounding miracles even making fire flash down to the earth from the sky while everyone was watching. And with all the miracles he was allowed to perform on behalf of the first beast, he deceived all the people who belonged to this world. He ordered the people to make a great statue of the first beast, who was fatally wounded, and then came back to life. He was then permitted to give life to this statue so that it could speak. Then the statue of the beast commanded that anyone refusing to worship it must die. He required every one, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead, and no one could buy or sell anything without that mark, which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name. Wisdom is needed here. Let the one with understanding solve the meaning of the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666.
0: I'm so confused. I know I heard you loud and clear. So I followed through. Somehow. That my broken heart is a part of your plan When I try to pray, all I got is hurt feel good right now And I know you think Of things I could never think about It's hard to count it all joy Distracted by the noise Just trying to make sense Of all your promises Sometimes I gotta stop Remember that you're God
1: Psalm 141, verses 1 through 10. James wrote that the tongue is a flame of fire. It's a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. On the average, a person opens his or her mouth approximately 700 times a day to speak. David, here in the Psalms, wisely asked God to keep him from speaking evil. Well, that's a good prayer for us today. Even as he underwent persecution, he was asking God for this. Jesus himself was silent before his accusers. Knowing the power of the tongue, we would do well to ask God to guard what we say so that our words will bring honor to his name. Evil acts begin with evil desires. It isn't enough to ask God to keep you away from temptation, make you stronger, or change your circumstances. You must ask him to change you on the inside at the level of your desires. David says that being rebuked by a godly person is a kindness. Nobody really likes criticism, but everybody can benefit from it when it's given wisely and taken humbly. David suggested how to accept criticism. Number one, don't refuse it. Number two, consider it a kindness. And number three, keep quiet, don't fight back. Putting these suggestions into practice... Will help you control how you react to criticism, making it productive rather than destructive, no matter how it was originally intended. Psalm 141, verses 1 through 10, a Psalm of David. O Lord, I'm calling to you, please hurry. Listen when I cry to you for help. Accept my prayer as incense offered to you, and my upraised hands as an evening offering. Take control of what I say, O Lord, and guard my lips. Don't let me drift toward evil or take part in acts of wickedness. Don't let me share in the delicacies of those who do wrong. Let the godly strike me. It will be a kindness. If they correct me, it is soothing medicine. Don't let me refuse it. But I pray constantly against the wicked and their deeds. When their leaders are thrown down from a cliff— THE WICKED WILL LISTEN TO MY WORDS AND FIND THEM TRUE. LIKE ROCKS BROUGHT UP BY A PLOW, THE BONES OF THE WICKED WILL LIE SCATTERED WITHOUT BURIAL. I LOOK TO YOU FOR HELP, O SOVEREIGN LORD. YOU ARE MY REFUGE. DON'T LET THEM KILL ME. KEEP ME FROM THE TRAPS THEY HAVE SET FOR ME, FROM THE SNARES OF THOSE WHO DO WRONG. LET THE WICKED FALL INTO THEIR OWN NETS, BUT LET ME ESCAPE. Proverbs chapter 30, verses 18 through 20. There are three things that amaze me. No, four things that I don't understand. How an eagle glides through the sky. How a snake slithers on a rock. How a ship navigates the ocean. How a man loves a woman. An adulterous woman consumes a man, then wipes her mouth and says, What's wrong with that?
2: that once was crowned with thorns is crowned with glory now. The Savior knelt to wash our feet. Now at His feet we. shines for me. To Him who is our peace, His final breath upon the cross is now alive. the ashes of defeat, the resurrected King is resurrecting me.
1: That's it for today's episode of Transformation Radio. Keep it real and have a wonderful day.